0: Hi, everyone. This is Tim Martinez, MPEC HealthCare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on Alyssa Harrison, Illinois Rural Nurse Practitioner, and member of MPAC's first ever culture committee. Let's get to know Alyssa.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Doing well. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Well, before we get started, um, I do want to thank you personally for being a part of the Impact Team and, and doing what you do, especially in light of this this ongoing pandemic and uh, crazy COVIDness. So, uh, really, really appreciate it. So, thank you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, also, for you in particular, thanks for being a part of the original Culture Committee crew. Um, I know there was some awesome feedback and some good things that came out of that. So a um, little experiment we wanted to run. It sounded like it went, went really well.
1: It really did. It really did. And you already implemented some of the things. So that was so impressive. Like that's the exciting piece is to be a part of something. And then you seen it, you see it cultivate into something, especially that fast. Um, <laughs> I, that was appreciative as being a part of that. But sometimes you feel like you sit on committees and you don't really know where they're going to go. Who's going to listen to this? Who cares about this feedback? But that shows um, I would say how invested impact is and really making sure that they're providing the ultimate experience for each and one of us. And it's appreciated as a provider for sure.
0: Well, thank you. That was one of the things that we talked about when we created, we're not just going to create this and take up people's time just to sort of, you know, pretend like we're we care um, if we get feedback, we better, you know, we better take it to heart. And if there's things that we can change, then let's, let's make those changes immediately. And, um, and so yeah, the, the feedback was incredible. Obviously, there was a lot of great thought put behind it. And oftentimes it's, you know, sometimes that things that we think about and sort of just to get that open and honest feedback is really uh, really valuable for us. So yeah, why wouldn't we, we then implement those changes. So it was, um, it was good. I was really, really happy with the results. And, uh, and obviously now it's going to continue on. So yeah,
1: that's
0: good, good, <clears throat> good, good. good. All right. Should we jump into it? Sure. Okay. Um, how long has it been for you now at MPAC?
1: I just hit a year in August. So I'm just over a year. I'm still, I still feel like a newbie.
0: a year a year in this space is like uh you know like a decade anywhere else especially with COVID so you're you're now a a vet
1: (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) so you
0: yeah so you obviously went through the interview process while COVID was going on so you know maybe talk me through that process and like what ultimately made you decide to join you know the impact team
1: um I would say the ultimate thing that sealed the deal for me is i was in this is related to the COVID experience so when i was in my interview with who became my rcm um marie one of my kids interrupted the interview (laughs) she was so open-minded to it she was like it's fine because she could see me in the camera and i was like (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like go away and she's like, it's fine because that is one thing about impact. We are very, you know, family oriented company, you know, Real we're very. People. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? No matter what you just told me, no matter what <laughs> all of these, um, you know, giving me the, the whole spiel on exactly what M- impact stands for, that piece right there for me was the part that sealed the deal. Um, because the mission and all those things were, were dead on and I was appreciative of that but to know that someone especially in a in the professional world of we kind of especially as a woman who has a family and things like that and who wants to be a professional obviously but to be a, able to take that on as well and to feel like that's accepted that you're human and that this is a safe place to just have flaws and like it's okay and you can just be who you are. Like, I appreciated that. Yeah. And I knew that this was like, this was the place for me.
0: So. Awesome. <laughs> not, not just accepted, but expected. Like, this is life. This is life.
1: Um, and this is yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, and so I, that was, I that give, was good. <laughs>
0: I give this example um, a lot when I'm asked about, you know, what is it that impact does? You know, what makes you so special? And You know, my big thing is we really focus on provider satisfaction and we believe that that will then lead to, you know, finding the best providers and that then leads to providing the best care. And so we focus on the provider first and flexibility. And I always give this example almost every single time. You know, let's say somebody's got, you know, a kid who's graduating from kindergarten on Wednesday morning. Our expectation is that so long as it's communicated appropriately is that that person is at their kid's graduation Wednesday morning and flexing in their schedule accordingly, right? Maybe coming in later and staying later or coming in on a weekend or just working extra the rest of the week. Our expectation is that they're going to be there. Not that my job drives everything, but really, right? I have a job and I need a job for most of us, but right. I have a life and I have a family and I don't want to miss out on those things. And so um, that that's fitting for, for your example of not having to like swat your kid away in the middle of Zoom and feel embarrassed <laughs> by that, or, or, you know, put mm-hmm. off or have an employer be put off by that. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's what happens, especially now with all the Zoom calls.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, That was the part that sealed the deal. I mean, there was some, <laughs> there was other good things, obviously. I mean, <laughs> the flexibility in that environment was, that was awesome. the winner for me. Yeah.
0: All right, good. <clears throat> so, been a year now. Um, COVID continues to rear its ugly head every time we think it's going away. Um, It's an intense environment as it, you know, already without COVID to practice in this space. You know, we exist because we don't feel like it's been done um, to the standards that it should have been done with care in the space that is. So that's our mission is really raise the, the, the standard of care. Um, but we know it wasn't going to be easy um, through this process. COVID has made it even harder, um, but there's lots of rewarding things of, of work in this space as well. Is there maybe an example you'd be willing to share about an experience you've had with either a patient or a patient in their family or something that's been meaningful for you over the last year, or maybe a theme, maybe not one in particular, but a theme.
1: Um, the theme for me that has been the most rewarding and I believe that I have made such an impact has been with COVID comes the upset of there's been a lot of deaths. Um, There's been a lot of unexpected deaths. So I have really taken pride in kind of cultivating those conversations with families and really using my compassion, my ability to relate, my ability to um, talk to them as a person um, and spend that extra time to make that transition, to make those decisions, to make that preparation easy. And I have found that to be the most rewarding. Um, For me personally, this has been something that I have always tried to include throughout even my nursing career, because this is who I am. I'm a very spiritual person. And so I like when I'm able to connect with people. And I always, especially when I have a patient who we know that death is imminent, We've had those conversations and the patient is able to be aware i always um i use the opportunity to ask patients like are they a believer because if they buy into that and they answer yes and they allow me to connect with them like that i always ask well can i pray with you can i pray with family um and i have found that it's been very accepted especially in this environment yeah because the patients, a lot of them that is that is a foundation that a lot of them do share, sure. and that has been very rewarding to me. And families are not used to that; <laughs> um, they're definitely not used to providers or doctors yep. or people spending that extra time, especially not going the extra mile to even, you know, make sure because that's important to me. That's important. So I have found that to be very, very rewarding um, because they're. There has been a lot of deaths with COVID um, and I have tried to find a way to help people with that.
0: That's, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that, that um, I think when we started looking into this sort of advanced care planning, you know, focus, it was really remarkable Um, as a society, we don't do well with accepting death, right? We see it as failure and then. You, you look at the elderly and it's really not the patients who are looking for do every th- last thing for me and keep me alive, alive for as long as possible. It's really the family and their the guilt that is felt in terms of I'm failing, you know, my loved one by not doing everything we can, which is, it's ridiculous to think about it that way. Um, so it's it really... In particular, anything having to do with advanced care planning um, for me really strikes home with you know the value that we bring and the differentiation that we bring um versus other groups that are really just looking to right hit that encounter and move on. <clears throat> this is really um taking a family and, and loved ones through the last years of their life oftentimes. And um, and yeah, there's been, I think I heard a stat the other day, 10% of the the long-term care population has passed away as a result of COVID, which is remarkable number um so that's really that's really awesome that you've sort of embraced that and found that that niche i've heard from a few providers around around that in particular and that's that's really great because it is it is a very very new thing um oftentimes and something that people aren't aren't expecting but but needed absolutely all right well tough environment COVID's raging on. Um, I mentioned sort of our focus on trying to find the best providers and, and really focusing on provider satisfaction and expect that that leads them to the best possible care. We believe that that's a model that works. Um, we have to continue to be able to, to find the Alyssa Harrisons and convince them to come on board and be a part of the team. What keeps you at Impact?
1: I would say where Impact is going. Um, I feel secure with Impact. I feel that we have something that we offer that is so monumental in healthcare right now. Um, And with me having my own personal, I have a personal interest in helping this underserved, underrepresented population anyway, that's Mm -hmm. just who I am and who I have always been. I feel like I am very purposeful in, in my position right now and where I am and what the company stands for. So that is what keeps me um, because I don't think that this is going anywhere. I think that the need is only going to increase yeah and I also think that the 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 need is also going to um, kind of metabolize into different something different that's even more monumental so i I'm excited about the future of impact. that's what keeps me here.
0: Awesome and and you're yeah, you're spot on you know our biggest challenge is going to be finding enough clinicians convincing enough of them that this is the place right they want to be and keeping them turnover in the space is notoriously high people get burned out and so we're constantly looking for things and and th- that we can do um you know back to the culture committee any feedback that we can get around that of making um, making providers you know um, more I guess, giving them a sense of security, making them feel um, appreciated and relieving some of the stress that's, you know, that oftentimes falls on their shoulders is really, really important because without finding enough folks like you to join us and keeping them, we're not going to be able to meet our mission. There's so many communities out there with individuals who need our help. Um, And so, yeah, the challenge is not convincing people that they need us the challenge is finding enough people to fill the need the need is is huge not just from the medical side but obviously from the mental health side as that has become right a huge spotlight as well
1: absolutely absolutely and so i'm invested in that because i believe it i believe that we i agree with that i, I agree with that 100 percent. and i know that we can do good things we just have to get enough people to buy in here
0: that's right that's right <laughs> Well, I'll continue to bang the drum and and uh, hopefully get enough people to 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 see what we see and, and and continue to join the team. But I really appreciate your contributions and certainly your time today to to sit down and chat. Um, I was I was hoping one of your kids would come by and uh, and say hi, but maybe next time.
1: Oh, <laughs> just keep just keep living. We <laughs> will. There will be
0: good time. <laughs> All right, perfect. Happy holidays and great seeing you. And thanks again.
1: Same to you too. Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.